Teach Better family, I am so excited because I have the wonderful opportunity to be with my friend and wonderful educator, Ray Hewitt. And we just got done with the Admin Mastermind. It was a powerful conversation on maintaining our momentum, which is so important. I know, Ray, that the folks that were in with us today were talking through just the craziness at the beginning of the year. Teachers are coming back. Some are starting as early as tomorrow, which is insane. I can't believe how quickly this summer went by, but uh, it was so good to see everyone. Yeah, so excited to be here for a recap and always love when I get to pop into an admin mastermind. It's nice that these are every single Tuesday because I feel like it's a consistent component of my schedule. Oh, and it's great to see everyone every single week uh, on Tuesday mornings. And so I kick things off. I mean, I've said this before on the mastermind recaps that I tend to lean toward questions that are pretty heavy and weighty and try to wake folks up. But today was kind of fun and uh he started with a question it was if you could hire a famous celebrity to be your momentum coach who would it be and why and it was a pretty fun question and the answers were just insane i know you had a couple questions and took it a couple different ways but what was your main takeaway from that question I think what I enjoyed was listening to our administration crew look at how they wanted a momentum coach to support them. So there was some debate of like, did they have to be alive or could they be somebody who has, you know, passed? And there was a balance between celebrities in terms of like movie stars Mm -hmm. and celebrities in terms of like educational, uh, I would say celebrity, educational stars who have like really, really changed the field. And I valued that. I took maybe a little bit of an inappropriate spin (laughs) where I just wanted to bring in somebody with a ton of money who would see that my school needed cash. So like other people did a really nice job answering this question. (laughs) Well, I appreciate the folks that came in too and just kind of gave us like a, a baseline of like what was needed for their campus, for themselves personally. But I think there were some fun answers in there also just random celebrities that they were fans of and would want them to be a part of their life. Not so much in education, but yeah, it was a good way to start. Yeah. And I really liked the Matthew McConaughey shout out or like the <laughs> Sophia Lunger. Like there's so many good people out there doing good things that why not bring them more into education? Because, Hey, we only are going to be better by bringing in people. So I like it. Yeah. So I try to use that kind of catapult us to the next question, which was the communication aspect of things, especially with initiatives. So the question was, how do you communicate the progress and impact on ongoing initiatives in your school community? And so we use that school community term to kind of be an overarching, you know, theme for students, parents, teachers. And so uh, we got a lot of good discussion about how folks have kind of shifted their communication over the years. And so what did you think of the things that were discussed in in regards to communication? Yeah, I think we heard some very traditional answers, things that people can probably predict, even though they may not have been in the conversation, things like weekly newsletters, utilizing social media. Um, We discussed how like Remind has been something educators have used, but recently there's been a lot of popularity in Class Dojo. So finding one outlet or at least one specific outlet you can communicate to stakeholders to say, if nothing else, you can all you can always find an answer here if it's yep. been released. But Josh, I'm eager to hear your thoughts on something that was shared that I really valued, which was the concept that we can also teach our communities that it's okay if they miss something 
And if they do miss something, where's their outlet to try and find the answers, right? As parents, we, we miss things constantly, but are there different outlets or different people in our lives that we can, we can reach out to and say, Hey, I screwed up. I haven't read anything since last Tuesday. Like what's the plan? What I missed. Yeah, I think there is two things that were important that were discussed this morning, which was one, like having a central location for communication for parents. I know, you know, as an administrator, I always had parents um, that were always sharing concerns about like, where do I find this information? And I mean, we, you just said it, right? I mean, Facebook and your s'mores and class dojo and all these different applications that are used for communication, but at the same time, it can be confusing to different folks of like where to find specific information about um, what's going on within the school building and for their child specifically. So um, I think having like that central location uh, for parents is huge. Uh, but then also the two-way communication, um, which was so important that was brought up um, multiple times was, you know, we, we love to push things out. <laughs> it's easy, especially as an administrator um, to just, you know, push that button and then walk away if it's an email or whatnot. And um, sometimes parents really want to share about concerns that they have or questions that may need to be answered. And so um, finding applications that allow parents to then, you know, send things back to us uh, for us to, to communicate even further um, is extremely important. So I love that folks were talking about that and not that they had the answers, but that's something that they're trying to solve. Yeah. I'm trying to be cognizant of, I don't think that any one answer in this week's conversation was the right answer, but leaned ourselves towards being reflective as we move throughout the week uh, to say, how am I communicating? And is it, is it not only communicating effectively, but have I done the first step of communicating to people that this is where I communicate, right? right. Like that's kind of the joke of, of communication is not just being consistent and organized and efficient with it. But have I also like set the precedent so that people can feel the comfort in knowing that that is the location. So yeah. it was a really, really healthy conversation and very appropriate for August. I'm glad that this came up now because this is kind of the, the time to be communicating that out and also to be consistent right off the bat. Yeah, and I think a lot of folks that are in the mastermind right now are either new leaders or new to a building, new to a position. So like communication right now is absolutely huge. Obviously, it's huge just in general, but like for specifically the, the group was that was with us today. So I wanted to kind of, you know, take that on and move it to the next step within an initiative, which was, you know, how do you get those in uh, the community to get involved. So that's your teachers, your parents, and your students in sustaining the momentum of a school initiative. And this was also a really powerful conversation, uh, which probably was the majority of the end of our discussion. So what do you feel was probably the most impactful um, concept of the answers today? Yeah, I appreciated that we took this question and broke it down into the groups of people that we want to that we want to touch yep. uh, everything from, I think getting students voices in initiatives was, was an important one for me. I think sometimes we forget that we're teaching teachers and they're learners and we're maybe working on an instructional practice that we want them to enhance. We're communicating to stakeholders how this instructional component is going to support their child. But sometimes we forget to go to the students and say, this is something that we want your thoughts on too. How is this going? Um, so I think that would be my major takeaway is just that reminder to utilize our students as a voice in the 
in the school community as well. Um, Josh, this makes me think of how we use our Teach Better Team ambassadors as um, people that can share in focus groups. Um, We don't only go to them for, for, you know, perspective, but being able to have a group that we can lean on and say, hey, break this down. Where do we go wrong and how can we improve? I think it's something we'll see a lot in schools this year. Yeah. I mean, we use Facebook and there's other platforms that we use to, to gain feedback from our Teach Better family, but I think schools need to do that too. And I thought the comment of being a liaison between the initiative and the stakeholder was extremely powerful. I think if you're thinking of being a facilitator in that uh, as a leader, I think that's going to go really, really well to have that mindset. So I think, yeah, what people were talking about with like visiting classrooms, specifically talking to kids, getting them into um, like the student council and having those uh, students a part of the decision-making or even adding them to different committees, having a student representative. Um, I know there were a lot of different ways that folks talked about like inserting the student voice component and you're right. They, they get left out of a lot of decisions and they just get, you know, told what to do all the time. So um, for them to actually have the opportunity to have ownership in what's going on in the school is, is so powerful. Yeah, I think it's it's something that we can intentionally put to our procedures, right? So many of these communication or, you know, initiative implementations have so much thought that goes into the planning. In that whole system, we need to be including our communication strategies and the consistency of that. It's not just how are we going to roll this out over the course of a year or three to five years, but where are those communication checkpoints? Something that you brought up, which... I don't mean to jump ahead or jump backwards, but progress monitoring and making sure that our communication is being received in the way that we hope it's received. I think that if we do a little bit better in putting those into an intentional system, we actually can create a cohesion like our teachers do in the classroom for how they, you know, expect to support students. Well, you did jump ahead, but that's good because (laughs) this is kind of uh, a little bit different than what we usually do, but we kind of Put out the question it was right at the very end of our conversation but it's kind of a little bit of homework here of of just allowing folks to think and reflect on their progress monitoring and how they track initiatives so uh, we wanted to discuss the role of goal setting and progress tracking to maintain our momentum so uh, do you want to just share kind of what we told the group at the very end of our conversation yeah i, th- I like that concept of us having a little bit of homework and being reflective this week and challenging our community to bring something to the table for next week. Obviously we're all in the chaos of August, but if we can be reflective and ask ourselves how we can best progress monitor our students, our stakeholders and our teachers for any initiative we're working on, I think that we're going to have a a good chunk, a good handful of strategies that we can implement this coming school year. So you know, yes, we can take a pulse of the room. Yes, there's lots of formative checks, but are there some intentional things that we can lay out during very strategic times to say, during this point, here's my expectation of where I hope they are and how can I actually check that that is either occurring or not occurring? So it's a little bit of an open-ended question. I don't really know what we're going to get out of this, Josh, but I'm excited to hear people's thoughts. Well, yeah, and I think that's the main piece, just like we talked about before. If you don't have something in place right now, it doesn't mean that 
you know, you're doing something wrong. It's just a matter of us brainstorming and bringing a bunch of different ideas to the table to see what best fits your campus and, and the needs of, of your community. So I'm super excited to see what people bring next week. If it's formal or informal, it doesn't really matter. We just want to know, you know, what you're doing, you know, to do that progress monitoring and, and, and tracking. And I think that this emphasizes, again, the need for our administrative strategic plan to mirror the type of work we expect to see in the classroom. If a teacher came to our offices and said, oh, I don't really have a way that I'm monitoring that my students have learned anything, I'm just going to do a gut check. It wouldn't be a wrong answer, but it really wouldn't be the most intentional data supported answer. Yep. You know, so I think that this is a good reflection for our leadership teams to to be really intentional. <laughs> well, if you're an administrator and you you found this on YouTube, make sure that you're going over to teachbetter.com slash mastermind. It's a free sign up to join every Tuesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time. We're going to continue with this topic of maintaining our momentum. And I'm super excited about just to hear about the progress monitoring and tracking that's going on on campuses to make sure that our initiatives are going strong as we're starting the school year. So Ray, thank you so much for joining the mastermind this morning, but then also being here with me on the recap. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Excited for next week.